I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast. Round 18, 2019, we're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man who is furious at Xavier Dersmer's bow and arrow celebration. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day to you, Michael. What a weekend of football for us. Carlton's winning, Hawthorne's winning. It's just party time for everybody. I'll tell you what, man. I mean, some of us are beating teams on top of the ladder, but, you know, you'd be happy with your bottom of the ladder go. So, you know, you're having, a, you're, having a, you're having a good hard go, mate. You're having a good hard go. Well, it's not like we beat the team that's just below us because now there are two teams below us. Shit, party time at fucking Princess Park. <laughs> oh, we're up to 16th. We're above Melbourne. That is, that is an indictment on the Melbourne Football Club who pretty much should almost be looked at of um, – I'd be merging if I was them. I think so. I think a Melbourne Suns merger is what the people mm. are looking for nowadays. Yeah, just kind of bring those two those two fan bases together. Just well, like I mean, just like the really really wealthy, and then, yeah. and then also the others are really really wealthy, but they're drug dealers. That's yeah, why exactly. they're wealthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah their, their wealth is not on the books, <laughs> but they're yeah. still doing very well. A lot of people who can who who pay pay cash. Yeah, but they got a lot of cash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they love it. So anyway, uh, that is the reason that the uh, podcast is late this week, Junk Timers. We do apologise for it. But I am upset at Day, uh, Xavier Dersmer's um, celebration. Now, I not many people know this, but I do a lot of good in the community. Mm-hmm. And not because the judge has decreed that I do such things. <laughs> That's in the past. I choose to do this of my own volition these yeah, days. Yeah, you've got like about 30 hours left and then yeah, you, can, exactly. you can do whatever you want. Yeah, Yeah. now I have a little friend, uh, Joey. Now I um, oh, okay. I be- came to know Joey. So what happened with Joey was uh, his family was murdered uh, with a bow and arrow. Oh my God. Now... It was a tough thing for Joey because it wasn't just his mum and dad. It was actually it was a family reunion. Uh-huh. So it was, you know, grandparents, aunts and uncles from overseas, grandkids, wow. hundreds and hundreds of people, Michael, massacred. Really? With a bow and arrow. I haven't heard about this. It's not in the paper, but, you know, I believe you. I believe you. I feel bad for Joey. I feel bad for Joey. Why would you have any reason not to believe me, mate? Oh, no, if no, I say true, yeah. that a man, that a boy's family is murdered with bow and arrow, and this happened in the year twenty, the twenty first century, didn't happen back in the fourteen hundreds. No, no, no. It was very recent. It was uh, twenty eighteen. Yep. Just it was a uh, Christmas Eve massacre. They called it the bow and arrow Christmas Eve. You haven't heard of it? Have you been watching Gladiator again? <laughs> no, no, no. It, mate, it's just. No, I feel I, I shouldn't mock. I feel bad for Joey. Yeah, family Thank massacre. You. I'm sorry, and you're the good guy. You're the good guy. I, I'm the good guy. I mm. said, Joey, you know what'll cheer you up, little fella? You know what'll cheer you up? Because nothing can ever cheer me up again, Adam. Fair I enough. go, no, it can. I said, we can go to the football and we can watch the Tigers v Port Adelaide. He said, but you Barry for Carlton. They're playing at the same time. I said, Joey, for you, anything, my little friend. Oh, you're good, egg like egg like that. Yeah, I'll look after you. So anyway, we go there. Xavier Dersma Xavier takes a mark in the forward pocket. I said, I will tell you what. 
Joey, this little fella down here, he's young, he's like you. You could be Xavier Dersma one day. He kicks a goal from the pocket, the forward pocket. It's not the right foot uh, pocket goal, but he fucking nails it anyway. Then what happens next will oh, go down no. in history as one of the lowest moments in Joey's life. Probably, will, probably even lower than when he saw generations of his family wiped out in one afternoon. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes complete sense for Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier Dersma reaches into his quill... Uh-huh. Pulls out a bow an arrow. and proceeds yeah. to load. Oh yeah, so pulls out an arrow, proceeds to load his bow oh, and fire it, and it just happened to be like directed right at Joey. Oh, Joey, no, Joey, this no! L- this little boy had just gotten over the death of hundreds of members of his family, mm-hmm. and then Xavier Dersma goes and reenacts it right in his fucking face. Bloody hell! And so this little kid, he doesn't want to go to the football ever again. Yeah, it reminds me of that time I took one of the um. There was a mate of mine who lived in um Snowtown. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What'd you do there? <laughs> yeah, we we entered the game. You obviously you're feeling it, and then uh, and then one yeah. of the players kicked a kicked a goal and just started rolling barrels around the field. And I was like, mate, <laughs> come on, not now, not now. We don't not need here. that. that oh not, god. Yeah, maybe it's if you like win the, the flag, you do that. It's like a mate of mine. <laughs> He's a big uh, Michael Hutchins fan. And I took oh, him to the game. No. I took him to the game. Oh, and a no. player kicked a goal and then he, he, he pretended no, no, he no. was... No, no, no. If you remember, it was the 2004 grand final and Choco Williams Choco. shot up on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> My mate was in tears. <laughs> oh, mate, he couldn't believe it. It's like, we don't need to see that. Oh, no, I'd, the memories. My grandfather uh, mm-hmm. uh, was uh, related to JFK. And wow. he didn't want to go to the footy for years. Yep. And then when, uh, I can't remember the team, they kicked a goal and they proceeded to aim a gun from a book depository oh, no. at, at a teammate's head and blew his brains out. And my grandfather's like, oh, this is taking me back to a dark, dark moment in history. Wow. Relative. Wow. That's awesome. It's, it is unbelievable. So Xavier Dersma. Are you, what do you, okay. What's your take on these kind of celebrations, Michael? I think they're kind of fun, but I also think you're a bit of a wanker. Like, I think they're fun, but I think you're a bit of a wanker. But I'm also the kind of dude who's like... Don't don't be a show pony, you know. Like I love a show pony, but also in my head I'm like, don't be a show pony. Do you reckon like maybe don't be a show pony when you're losing? How about that? How about well, if you're in that. front? If you're in front, you can do it. You look like a fuckwit, but you can do it. But if you're behind, you go, mate, what are you what are you doing? Because apparently he's uh he's from, from a dance background, and so that's something that he and his mum used to do when they when oh, he was okay. a child. So it was a bit of an homage to his mum or whatever, but still, mate, you're fucking losing. Like, who cares? Your mum's going, your mum didn't even see it because she'd flicked off. She's going, I'm not watching that fucking tool. So what have we had in the past? We had Mark Williams from Hawthorne and Bombers doing his uh, shotgun, although he did the shotgun for the first couple of years and then Clarko came in and went, <laughs> not doing that shit, mate. Not doing um, that. Uh, Reese Matheson from the uh, Brisbane Lions is a current uh, shotgunner. Mm-hmm. And he, against Carlton a few weeks ago, was uh, having a shot at goal. Kate Simpson was on the mark and did the shotgun in front of him to kind of mock him and put him off and he missed the goal. And I understand, like, there is a celebration. Also, like, you know, it's a big thing in the world of uh, football, okay? I'm not using the word soccer, but in football. And then also yep. in the NFL, that's a big thing by the fact. But also, they may get a goal. We'll call the word goal in NFL yeah. as well. Yeah. But, like, you know, maybe three, four times. But if you're kicking, like, you know, 15, like, is that game. big a deal to celebrate? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I guess they do it in basketball as well. There's that, is it the, you know, where they're eating the soup or something? They're eating something, they're spooning, spoon food. I don't watch NBA, so I don't know, but they do the feeding sort of thing. Yeah, I think you call that eating, Adam. <laughs> it's yeah, not like, it, but yeah. like, have you, are you there going, are you like, I'm, you go to dinner and you're like, hey guys, I'm just going to spoon my, I'm going to spooning the, I'm going to spooning the, spooning the face with the spooning, no, I'm going to spooning. But it has a meaning, you fuckhead. Yeah, okay, gotcha, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just wondering, does that mean, you know, I'm fucking feeding myself goals or some shit yeah, like that? Okay, I yeah, don't gotcha, know. gotcha. Oh, what about Sam Mitchell's famous uh, celebration where he did the old uh, <laughs> injection into the arm? That was fun. I love that shit. I mean, we didn't see enough of it, so we only got to see it once, you know. If only he had a bit of confidence, a bit of self-confidence yeah. with Sam, uh, Sam Mitchell, and yeah. he could have done it for his entire career. Every time he kicked yeah. a goal, just be like, meh, meh. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Dusty did the uh, the coke thing. To, oh, that's right. Yeah, to I mean, there was more of a there was more of a sledge in a celebration, but still, I'm sure they'd happily celebrate together at some point. That's actually a heckle, but I actually thought that would be an awesome celebration. Imagine if there was a player every time they kicked a goal, that just went did the white line. Oh, actually, well, a soccer player did that years ago. Yeah, went down that's to the I was just line. about to say that. Yeah. Hey, how do you feel about the prison bars one then? Hey, the handcuff signal when you got to show you you got to show your support for your mate in the clink. Solidarity. Yeah. I like that. Mike, was Michael Gardner the first one to do that? He could possibly be, yeah, and he's not the last. I think Dusty has done that himself as well. And uh, I think Brendan Goddard did it, didn't Although he? if you want to do like homage to like Dusty's dad, like shouldn't it be like a kind of a miming of a plane taking off and then <laughs> landing and then yeah. and then miming like a man <laughs> walking up to customs and then there's someone stopping them and another man or another man that man and woman kind of like little finger puppets like kind yep, of yep. and he's like they're showing a passport and they go yeah that's not a real name yeah <laughs> and, he's and like, then he immediately getting back on said plane and flying up and then down back to Auckland again. Yeah, sure. And then there's little man uh, walking into like a <laughs> Supreme Court. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then there's like uh, my, you know, Peter Dutton signing a form in Canberra saying, <laughs> no, you can't come back in. I mean, it'll take a while. I'll admit it'll take a while, but I'd I like to see that I fucking watch it one. though. <laughs> I would definitely watch it. Do you think now, uh, Port Adelaide lost on the weekend to Richmond. Mm-hmm. Would you put that defeat squarely at the feet of a distracted Michael Voss? In my book, Vossi has to go. Fair enough. Um, Even if he doesn't get a, a, a job at a, uh, another club? If you're not focusing on the job at hand, as said by Koshi. Mm. On Sunrise. On Sunrise during the week. They took a break from uh, having white people talk about climbing Uluru and stolen generations. They took a break yeah. from that. Which, <laughs> which um, I must say is my favourite hour of the show. <laughs> <laughs> those what those people know what they're talking. Pauline Hanson knows what she's talking about when it comes to all the root. She's indigenous, mate. How would she not fucking know? Um, anyway, they talked about how Vosti got angry and said, "I uh, sorry, Koshi got angry and said that we're paying you do your yeah. job and wait until the end of the year." Mm. So, which for Port Adelaide is not not very far away. It's only what five rounds to go. Well, Three I was, rounds. I was thinking that as well. Yeah, you were thinking that as well, like about the idea, of like you know, okay, well the the the, the job will well they'll have to have Teague out for the rest of. the you know, up to around 22. Yes. Then we've got the bye week, then we've got finals, and then, then it'll really heat up whether he gets the job or they have other people and they've got to, you know, interview other people. So Vossi flew over this week from Adelaide to Melbourne, and I don't believe it was a formal uh, presentation. I think it was just a bit of a chat, like, um, hey, 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 Vossi, can we call you Vossi? Or is it Michael? What do you prefer? And he went, yeah, call me Vossi. And they went, do you want a coach? And he went, yep. Okay, all right. Cheers, buddy. Cool, back to the airport, mate. Yeah, take it easy. You're not flying Tiger, are you? Because Tiger's <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit, that is terrible, mate. Tiger that is, is no, no airline. That is no good. Uh, yeah, so I reckon uh, 
what are they going to do? They're going to kind of begin to, I suppose, the process of interviewing people. But the people they're after would be, well, Ratton maybe got a job. Uh, you would think I, I would say Ratton. St Kilda is Ratton's to lose. I reckon. I would yeah. say I would say Reece Shaw is almost a shoe in for North. Mm-hmm. So it's basically Brad Scott and Michael Voss who are the kind of candidates. Would you say at this point? Uh, yeah, Robbo was talking maybe Ross Lyon might still be an opportunity for them. But see, Ross Lyon seems to, he's getting really feisty with everyone who's calling him out for saying, you know, uh, you might coach at another club. And he goes, no, I'm committed to this one. And he's hoping we, that everyone's completely forgotten. We have fucking memories, mate. Yeah, he's hoping that everyone's completely fucking forgotten that he ditched out on St Kilda. It and wasn't that long ago, yeah. Yeah, it was only, what, six years ago. So, I, I can't see Ross Lyon leaving the Lions. Uh, leaving the the Dockers. Yep. And I think um, I think Brad Scott maybe to Carlton is what I'm thinking. I don't particularly want Michael Voss, but I would be happy for Paul Roos to do his one day a week with David Teague as the coach. Yeah, as he sure. sort of sits now, I'm kind of happy with that. I mean, Teague's been and doing pretty well, man. He's been doing very well, and he speaks very well, and I like what he's done to the club. He sent Mitch McGovern. He's put him in the cage with Andrew Russell. Yeah, I love so that. Put him in the cage, so like the fitness kind of guru. Yeah. You go to some so kind of cage. Do you know much more about the cage? Oh, it's brutal, mate. It's like um, it's very uh, Vietnam War. So uh, they put him in the cage. He gets lowered into a river. Mm-hmm. He gets uh, they put a rat, several rats, in a bag, and oh. they put the bag on his head, no and way. his hands are tied behind his back, and he's got to fucking kill the rats with his face. And because he's he's uh, a little bit overweight, he loves that. He just fucking chows down on the rats. He's the rats don't the have food. a chance. When Brackets is in the fucking cage. The rats don't stand a chance. And so at what stage do they make you play the Russian roulette? Because I feel that's a bit irresponsible for a football team to put you in a cage. Okay, put you in a cage, fill it with water, put yep. rats over your head, and then force yep. you to play Russian roulette. But, you know, each to their own. Well, mate, if it makes you a better player, I don't <laughs> mind. You know what I love is that the fact that a, uh, a man called Brackets has shown up overweight. And they, they're like, oh, what a great nickname. You're like, mate, his nickname's Brackets. That's not a good sign. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and it's Brackets because he's 11 and it, when he puts on the jumper, it looks like <laughs> Brackets, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is, can I just say, is one of the greatest nicknames I've ever heard. Because usually they're like, oh, he's got red hair. We'll call him fucking Ginger Man. Yeah, sure, you know, sure. Or, or red hair. We'll call him. We'll call him red hair. Because, you know, he's got red hair. Or if you th- if you're uh, <laughs> if you're uh, Jack Higgins on the boundary during the AFLX, hey, yeah. shout out actually shout out to our friend of the show, Jack yes. Higgins. Uh, I think he might be having an operation next week. We hope you do- hope you're doing great, Jack. Hope you're doing fantastic. Yes, we do wish him well. And there was a great recovery. bit of him on the uh, boundary at AFLX with uh, Easton Wood had the yes. ball and he's calling yep. out. He's going, "Hey, hey, West, hey West, East West, get it." <laughs> See, it's that kind of genius, mate. That's why we need him back out there. To love to Jack. Up. I love to Jack. So, um, so uh, David Teague, uh, Chris Judd uh, infamously said that he had uh, training wheels on and so that blew up that week. And then last week, Juddy came out on Footy Classified and defended his comments and said that uh, he was ambushed because Footy Classified is a gotcha show. A gotcha show. So he said that those people on the, the other three panellists even though it was in the rundown and he knew they were going to talk about Carlton, mm-hmm. they ambushed him and asked him what sort of coach they would want. How dare they fucking do that to a board director, a legend of the Carlton football? How dare they ask him about Carlton? Wait a second. Yeah, so he's a board, on the board. Is he footy manager? Uh, director of football, something like that. Director yeah. of football, I think he is. And so he went on a show that mm. he's already on and he, he was mm. like, wait a second. 
Hang on. They hang, came, on hang about. Hang they, about. They came out of the fucking blue mm. asking me a question about Carlton. How dare they? About my club, about the coach that's in there at the moment. I didn't have any prep time for this, not at all. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. I didn't know it was going to come. I thought they were going to ask me about Jagged. I thought that that's. I thought that's why I'm on the show. I want to talk about activewear, but they but fucking the, have the gall to ask me questions about coaching. It is gall, isn't it? The man's just come back from a probably a paid holiday in Broome that he posted heavily about on his Instagram account, <laughs> and they've <laughs> fucking they've ambushed him. How dare they? Is there a, is there a uh, like a, a a board or a uh, somewhere that we can write to? There's a um, there's some sort of level of classification that we should be able to watch TV safely and not see a man ambushed live on air. Yeah, sure. There should be like a rating, you know, like a G P G. There should be A for possible ambushing. <laughs> and so you can watch Footy Classified. It should be should be you know, uh, yeah, Footy Classified is rated P G for yeah. you know parental guidance recommended. Um, yep. You know, however, in in brackets, you know, an H. Uh, there's, yeah. Hachi, there's Hachi. Look, <laughs> we'll be honest. He's let himself go, and then yep. A for ambush. And so mm. you know, at the at the you know family friendly time of you know nine fifty or ten thirty or ten fifteen yep. or eleven ten <laughs> or twelve, you can sit down and you can watch without fucking seeing a fucking ambush in real life. An ambush yeah. in real life. That should be a real thing. That should be a thing. Yeah. We have got footballers in real life for years. We should have ambushes in real life. I would love that when you see football being ambushed. The goal. Yeah, yeah. You know you know who can't watch um, Footy Classified? Joey. Joey, mate. Caro Zaro. Fucking just, uh, the, he just, he bursts into tears. Ah, oh, it's bloody awful. It's, it's not bloody fair awful. on him. So what did you think? So there, there's a bit of a coaching merry-go-round. Merry so there's three jobs up, which is unprecedented, isn't it? Yeah, for a while, yeah. So Richo went this week. It's almost like... um. Day rigueur now, isn't it? Like, like it's like, oh yeah, Richo went on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever, and you kind of go, yeah, so oh, used cool. to it. Yeah, you go, yeah. yeah, they pulled the pin, and then also they they get the fucking really good win out of it, so it uh, it kind of worked. So it means that um, three teams are looking for coaches, and I tell you who's fucking in the mix, according to Mick Malthouse. <laughs> Mick Malthouse, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Malthouse thinks that they should probably have a look, or at least give him a call, have a chat to Mick Malthouse. He said he'd happy to talk to one of the three clubs trying to find a senior coach about a role in their coaching department. Now, I don't think he clarified whether it would be head coach, but he wants that. Well, no. See, now that Paul Roos has floated the old fucking one day a week, million dollars a a year. Yeah, okay. As if fucking Mick Malthouse doesn't want in on that uh, fucking gravy train. Well, he could have had that back back when Bucks took over too. Like, you know, he kind of took that director and coaching role and all like. But he says coaching... That's a very good point. The fact that he couldn't do the director of coaching role and he actually showed how it could not be done. And now he's going, oh, you tell you what, it'd be good if I was director of coaching. I know I know, I fucking cracked the shits and walked down on it last time, but I'll tell you this time, mm. this time, mate, I'm fucking, I'm ready for it. Well, I mean, it could be like, could be, you know, as simple as a day a week for him. He talked about coaching was in his DNA. It is. I'd be more than Did happy you know to consider overtures from an AFL club. Now, yeah. I, I get it from his point of view. Like, he is, like, coached the most games of all time and obviously knows whatever the fuck he's doing. But it sure. ended horribly. And so we have that aftermath. We have that memory of him being at your club and it becoming a fucking nightmare. But, Adam, let's not forget, mm. the man is a master manipulator and has rat cunning. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, perhaps there are teams on the lookout for rat cunning. Like, for if they're all sitting there. Yeah, I mean, so if... So if you're the, the St Kilda board and you're there, Matt Finnis and whoever, you know, Grant Thomas put his hand up to help out with the 
with looking yeah, for the new coach. Fucking hell, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so but, ma- but maybe they walk around like they talk about animals in clubs. So like they kind of like we want to be like a dog, you know. We want to be like fighting, like you know, scrappy, yeah. and, you know, and tough. loyal. Yeah, yeah, and loyal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And lick and your own are- balls. But I don't know how many clubs are they going. We want to be fucking rats. <laughs> What's that? We, we want to be filthy. We want to like be yeah. backstabbing. We want to kind of yeah. you know. Uh, we we want to wipe out a, a million people across Europe in one fucking fell swoop. Yeah, no one's ever like, you know, like Clarko famously wrote a, a picture of a shark on the board before the 08 grand final. Shark yes. needs to move forward. You know, you need yeah. to stop that shark. I don't think anyone's ever gone to a whiteboard and drawn a rat <laughs> and gone, that's us. We're fucking rats. We're fucking the lowest are, of the low. We are low fucking rat dogs. They won't want to tackle us because we're going to give them something. Yeah, they will get some sort of bubonic plague. But i tell you what, this... um. This sack. I don't like. Uh, I don't like uh, talking about other podcasts on our podcast because mm. we are the ultimate, and all others are awful. There's no real reason to listen to any other one apart from us. Any football podcast. Well, actually, I put it out there further. In any other podcast in the world, mm. what's yeah. the point if it's not ours? Yeah, if we find out that you're listening to other podcast uh, podcast junk timers, fucking words will be had. Yeah, fucking watch out, you fucking rats. So there is. There's a podcast called Sack. You will be taken to the cage. Imagine that. Just cage. one day we showed up at their door and said, Hey, yeah. we've been here and you're listening to other podcasts. <laughs> oh, you fucking listen to uh, Zach, Zach Dewey and uh, Lockie Henderson, are you, mate? Okay. Okay, we'll fucking get in this van, mate, and catch the t- cage. <laughs> they get put yeah. in water, rats over their head in a sack, and they've got to play Russian roulette. <laughs> Fuck, junk time is fucking serious. <laughs> and come to our live shows. Yeah, exactly. You pay the price. But um, so I've had. A part of this sacked podcast from the Herald Sun is uh, they've done a Mick Maltas one. There's been a Grant Thomas one. Oh, he fucking does their podcast, cockhead. <laughs> and Guy McKenna has come out this week and talked about his times at the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, yeah. And he was talking about when the weapon. So the weapon and Stephen Dank were up there very, very briefly. They got them from Geelong. And he was talking about um, the weapon and Dank bringing in all this stuff and he's... Um, Guy McKenna saying, look, we can't be seen to be bending or breaking a rule, so whatever we use with our players, it has to be on the green tick list. Do you so find there's a green tick list. But do, don't you find that awesome, though? And it kind of shows what the weapon and Danky were up to, and that you literally had to say to them out loud, don't do anything illegal. Yeah. Is like it on you that literally list? Had to well, define list. This yeah, list. That- this list here. Oh, do it's fluid. Lists are fluid, man. Mate, the list disintegrated. We don't know what the list is on. <laughs> Someone shredded the list. I don't know what happened to it. But I found that hilarious. He's, he's like, you had to actually say to him, like, don't, don't cheat. Yeah, please don't. And he said that um, the weapon was bringing in some... Uh, well, see, uh, remember Nathan Bock? He got he got done for taking a peptide. That was when yeah. uh, those two were at the club. While Not they had a that broken they provided leg, provided it to him. Yes, to help his recovery with the broken leg. But uh, one of the things that um, the weapon brought to the Gold Coast Suns was uh, it said here part of part of his uh, role was working offsite. That oh sounds God. dangerous. Yeah, in various physical endeavours, including trampolining. That's right. Which the players found taxing and rallied against. So he's got them down there at fucking uh, what are they called? Is it a fucking bounce. bounce? A bounce. He's got them down at bounce. Yeah, trampolining. On a Sunday morning, there's all kids standing on the side. He's like, fuck off. The suns are here. 
were taken over and the players found it taxing and rallied against it. Yeah, and it kept on getting double bounced. It's bullshit, man. <laughs> People with fucking compressed neck fractures. Um, yeah, tra- uh, uh, trampling. I've never really heard about that before. I mean, they've done a few things in the past, you know, kind of uh, jazzercise or kind of, you know. Uh, yes. I mean, I mean, you know, Pilates and yoga is now like day rigueur for all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, I've never heard of trampoline before. Maybe he was wanting to build, build a team for the, um, well, Brisbane's talking about hosting the Games, the Olympic Games in 2032. Maybe he was talking okay. about building a team for that, for the trampolining. Imagine you know, it's that. The hot, yeah, the hot. Australia represented in the trampolining by the Gold Coast Suns. They've yeah. already got a ready-made fan base. Carmichael Hunt comes out, does, you know, 9.5, yeah. you know. Yep. Junior comes out, does that, um, you know. Tom Lynch comes out, but he has to like not not represent the Gold Coast. Like he's got to represent another team. Stephen May bounces with a pint. <laughs> I want to see that. Very doable. <laughs> Someone doing three flips with a pint and not not <laughs> spilling a drop. That's remarkable. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Gary Ablett. He uh, will only be a part of the, the trampolining team for a million dollars per bounce, mm-hmm. and then he'll it fuck off. Treat. No, I think it's going to work really well, but. Uh, the other thing that Guy McKenna said about... He was a bit of a whinger, Guy McKenna. No wonder they fucking sacked him. Uh, he was talking about when they got Gog, uh, Carmichael Hunt to the Suns. And he said, uh, why don't they send him up the road to Brisbane? In all due respects, Brisbane are a football club. And Vossi, Michael Voss, had been there for at least three years. Not that I wanted to throw him up to Vossi and say, you can have this fellow or this headache or whatever he was going to be. But I was just thinking, send him to an experienced coach, an experienced club. Why us? We're just starting off and we need everything going for us. I found that interesting that he uh, wanted to palm them off. And I go, well... Just don't have him at anywhere. Just don't have, Yeah, I thought that too. I'm like, why, why is he anywhere? Yeah, if he's so bad and you can't, uh, he can't play AFL rules, yeah. then he just doesn't play anywhere. Why do you have to fucking palm him off to Brisbane? Yeah, yeah. I said he, I said in this article that uh, during training he would have to spend the majority of his time one on one with Ken Hinckley because Carmichael Hunt uh, just had to be taught every part of the game, yeah, including okay. how to liaise with bikies and sort stuff for the end of season trip. <laughs> Mate, they're as important as kicking and handballing and tackling. I'd say, uh, if not more important, I reckon that bonded the players more than any fucking goal that Carmichael Hunt kicked. Mate, just on the Gold Coast Suns, I have a way that we can fix them. Oh, okay. Do tell. Okay, so work with me here. So they're really worried about a low rate of numbers and people not going to the games, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, So they're having an issue with that. They're talking about relocation down to Tassie, pumping more money into them. I don't think it's going to work. Here is my theory on how we fix the Gold Coast Suns, right? It does involve moving them, but they move to Bali. So I like it. I like it the a Bali lot. Bali Suns. Now, they're going to get thousands of Australians going to their games. You're going to have players who are happy to relocate, to relocate to Bali. And so they're in Bali. So this, okay, this is where, this is where it gets tricky. Each, uh, you get a buy the week after you play against the Suns in Bali. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you so need it. You need it for the the, exactly. the, the recovery. I know what I mean, like the recovery, like you know, ice baths, like the recovery, like well, ice baths. <laughs> <laughs> so you get over there. You've got a week off. Now that brings it down to a seventeen team uh, season, a uh, seventeen game round. So that means one extra team has another buy. So 
There's two buys. You get a buy the week before you go play the Barley Suns and you oh, get yeah. a buy the week after you play the Barley Suns. So it's mm-hmm. a different rotating team who comes through. So mm-hmm. as they're playing one team, one team's got a buy. They play them, then they go to another buy. Okay. Two teams have a buy at the same week. And where do we play the game? Do we play it on a beach? Do we play it in a nightclub? Do we play it? I can't imagine Bali has too many, you know, Australian rule-shaped ovals around there. Yeah, no, um, that's a very good point. I, I think beach football would be a bit of a feature. Mm-hmm. Get people you down play the beach. it like outside, yeah, outside the, you know, uh, maybe maybe in Cuda, maybe you go up to Seminyak. I'm not really sure. I haven't looked into the logistics of this. Sure, but sure. I think you've got a ready-made Australian audience who would happily go to the footy. You play it at, you know, 9 o'clock at night. So they're juiced up. And, and if... If there's one thing we know, talking talk about you know pregame entertainment, all that kind of stuff, the AFL wants oh, to make it more exciting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's no lack of fireworks over there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and also, the game, you can quarter get... time, half time, three quarter time, <laughs> post game, a lot of fucking fireworks after every goal. You know, but there's going to be fucking fireworks, and you don't have to pay as much for the Gold Coast Suns jumpers because you can just nick down to the market. You get the knockoff, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're a bit cheap. Gold Coast buns, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, they're fucking still playing. So that's my theory. That's how we fix the Suns. Uh, can we talk about tackling quickly? So Steve Hawking came out during the week and mm. said he wants to ban it, Adam. He wants Good. to ban tackling. Well, I've often thought there's uh, it just doesn't. It's the unnecessary part of our game. I'm not a fan. Never been a fan. No, that I've always, uh, you know, whenever I get a chance, I'm, I'm a much, uh, much prefer touch football. But if, even mm-hmm. if you take away the touch, just so if you get the ball, basically you can run down the other end and kick a goal. How good would that be? You want to you improve scoring? There's your fucking improved scoring. I feel like uh, the first game I can remember is the 82 first semi. Okay? okay. Now, I reckon I would have gone to games before that, but I don't remember them. This is one I can actually still picture in my head. And I remember at the time, we're still in Brenton's first game, kicked five goals on debut. I remember at the time, you know, it'd been, what, not ever, uh, just five. Yep. And I remember turning to my dad at the time and going, what the f- what the fuck is with this tackling shit? Yeah, why and is he, that guy? Why is that guy doing that to that man, Dad? He's, yeah, he's assaulting him. Yeah, and I said one day there will be there will come a man mm. with the courage yeah. to say that the AFL should cut back on tackling. Not cut and back. Said, uh, and Dad said, you, you, "You're an idiot. You're five yeah. years old. He fucking yeah. he stubbed a cigarette out of my forehead." <laughs> and said, Shut up, or I'll is do that it. I'll is do that it again. Scar is? is that the tackling debate scar? <laughs> fuck. No, he talks about how he wants to, tackling has become a feature of the game. I actually don't know how this came about. I think maybe it's like about uh, you know uh, what do you call it? Too much con- congestion stuff. Congestion, like that. yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I and I think again they're still looking at how they can free up the game and get high scoring. Mm. It's become a feature of the game, and he doesn't want it to be a feature of the game. Do you think it's a feature? Like, do you go to a game and go fucking hell? I I mean, you want your team to tackle well. Don't get mm. me wrong, because uh, good tackling is good pressure. But you never go there going. I tell you what. I hope Ed Kerno gets 11 tackles today. But at the same time, too, when you go, it's become a feature of the game, and you go, mm. like, what? how many other games tackle like that? Like, there are very few games that actually tackle. You can actually lay your hand on an opponent like that. And they go, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah like, the point of difference is that it's a fucking feature of the game. Like, tackling yes. is a main part. Yeah, it'd be, what, us, uh, rug, the rugbies, and, mm. you know, the sort of games, and that'd be about it. You know, American football, which is, looks like a derivative of rugby. But that wouldn't be uh, too many beyond that. You don't see anyone tackling in high a lie. High a lie? 
Mate, that's uh, Google it. Okay. It's, it's a game. Um, I don't want you to fucking you. You tell me to Google things every now and then. I, I don't <laughs> want to. I don't make that mistake again, mate. As long as your VPN's working, you'll be fine. Can we talk about um, Gary Ablett Jr. very quickly? Yeah. What, what's to say about uh, Gaz, mate? He's talking about his live show. His live show. Yeah. I am fucking looking forward to this. It's absolutely incredible. Okay, and and it's gone very much under the radar, don't you think? It's only just come out, but yeah, people aren't talking about it enough because I, I would have thought there would have been like you know whenever there's a big uh, musical that comes to town, like uh, Lion King, or when King Kong came and they had mm-hmm. you know the gorilla on the on the uh, off the side of the building. I think that a night with the little master should be getting like it will make. People will fly from around the world to come to Melbourne for this. Like yeah, it was, it, it's going to be fucking enormous. It's the new Hamilton, the new yeah. Hamilton. So okay, okay. At the Palms at think, Crown. Do you think after it does the Palms at Crowns, it will go to Broadway? I feel like it's pretty like a a no a no brainer. Are we a trial um, run? It's like you try yeah. it out in Melbourne, and they go, of course, yeah. It's just a, it's just until we can get to the right season. Yeah, for sure. Like it's like you know two nights here at Crown, but like apart from mm. that, like then it's like yeah straight to Broadway, uh, yep. fifteen years, and then a bit like the Cats trailer that dropped during the week, they'll yep. make like a film about it, and so like the creepy kind of CGI Gary Ablett Junior. kind of yeah. through the through the journey of his career, you know, like yes. starting out Geelong, you know, I going to the Suns, going want to get around my family, going back to the Cats, yeah, um, and then oh god, fucking winning a premiership this year. Anyway, we don't want to think about that ending. <laughs> Okay, how much so, would you expect to pay for a night with a little master, Michael? Well, I actually wanted to look it up, like how much it actually will cost. I'll click, I'll click on the link here and I'll go to the ticketing. It says book now. So Adam, Palms, I'm step ahead of you. $91.66. Okay, uh, 91 $91.66 for the fucking cheap seats. But why would you want to be in the cheap seats when you've got the little... For a night with a little master, you a are... A night with a little master. Back. This is fucking unbelievable. I can't believe they're doing this. You are not up the back like a fucking bonehead. You mm. are in the stalls, row A, okay? Row A, VIP, meet and greet. That's what I want. I don't, I don't want to go without a meet and greet. If I don't get a meet and greet, no point going. No, no, but it's meet and greet. You don't just meet him. He greets you. <laughs> so it's not like you just go, oh, this is Gary Ablett, shakes your hand, doesn't say anything. It's meet, shakes your hand, and then he says, g'day, mate, how you going? You get the greet. It's meet okay. and greet. And that's two fifty four seventy eight. Seventy eight. Uh, for a meet and me. greet. And do you get like maybe a t shirt? Do you get a little a little uh, stubby holder? Do you get a, actually it could be a great little marketing thing we should get on the um in the gift bag there, Adam, for I think for you get a uh, a signed Bible. So what do you reckon the palms? About f- a thousand, fifteen hundred, do you reckon? You know what? I've actually never been in the palms. I've been there a long time ago. I went to the village people there. Crown. <laughs> I did, I did. My mate and I, the village people came to town. And we were like, I want to go to the village people. And she was like, yeah, me too. But we're like, but we don't want to pay for going to the village people. Yeah. So there was a comedian before the show who did half an hour. And then we were like, if we just walk with confidence, we'll get in. And so we walked with confidence and we got in. And then we just went and found a spot like in about the eighth row. And we watched the village people for like an hour and a half or so. It was hilarious. Who was the comedian? Uh, I, I shouldn't tell you. I shouldn't tell you. Okay. It was someone you know, but yeah, no, nah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be paying out. But no, the, you're not um, paying out. They were just doing the gig. It's okay. 
Yeah, no, actually, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, there was a great bit where they talked about uh, the the dude at the front was like, um, you know, Melbourne has you know fifty thousand cupcakes every day. You know, believe that fifty thousand cupcakes. And then he's like, you know what? You're gonna need a milkshake to wash that down. And then it's like, do the shake, do the shake. Do the milkshake, the milkshake, do the shake. Okay, I don't, so... I don't like that they're encouraging diabetes, by the way. So we want to go through Gary Ablett, Riley Garters. You know, it kind of goes through his blurb as like a player. Now, fans everywhere are being treated to an unbelievable night of laughter. Do you reckon? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stories that Gary Ablett would have. Oh, yeah. And then, and then anyway, everyone stayed back at the bar and I went home because I needed my rest. Good night. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for coming. I'll see you at the meet and greet. Woo, Laughter, fun, fun and entertainment. Gary, like you've never seen him before. With an emotion. For the first time, Gary opens up about football, family and life. Really? Do you think he's going to open up? Hey, Gary, first question. Hey, hey, tell us about the story your dad got bashed in a car yard. by <laughs> your, uh, <laughs> Tell us about the time him and Ricky Nixon punched on in a laneway. <laughs> They're good stuff, Gary. Good stuff. Look, we're going to shut the Q and A down for the moment. Uh, thank you. Yeah, are you going to keep? Are you going to keep asking about his dad? Because, mate, we've asked you a couple of times. So shut the fuck up. So he performed two intimate theatre shows. I, I, I imagine it's a Q and A, like they do when these kind of tours happen. They get oh, a, I mean, no for doubt the, for the classy no ones. They they wheel out like Andrew Denton and stuff. You know, he'll do that for like a. I think he did one for John Cleese. Might have done one for. I mean, you know, if a president comes to town, I, it's that kind I of think person. I think Husey might have. Done the Dustin Martin one at the Crown at at the oh, Palms okay. with with um with yep, Dusty. Gotcha. Yeah. So you can have an evening with Little Master. So yeah, we've told mm. you to take a prices. We're gonna be there. And actually, tell you what, with the fucking promo we've done right now, yeah. if we don't cop a freebie, we've sold it. We've sold it big time. Yeah, Gary I, I'd opens be up about. I, I I would put a blanket ban on Crown if we don't get a couple of freebies for this. What do you think kind of Gary's kind of gear is like? He's not a really big one for the sportsman's night kind of thing. And no, also, I wouldn't have thought so. And also, his stories are usually just about doing the right thing. Yeah. So it's not so much, you know, and then we, we all had 15 beers and then we got in a fight and, you know, anyway, ended up, I ended up on breakfast radio. Uh, it's more like um, just, you know, I'm a, I'm a good guy. and It's very pious. It's, yeah, there's not going to be – I mean, you know, you want to hear about the 07 Grand Final. 09, yeah. it was a great season. Yeah. I suppose you'll ask him about the Gold Coast. People will want to know about, you know, how he felt in the 08 grand final when they lost. I want to be the dude. That puts, yeah, I, I, I'm going to hope there's a Q&A. So I'm going to just be like, hey, Gary, as a drunk liar, thief and fornicator, um, am I going to hell? <laughs> Where do I sit? Where you am know I who did, in? You know who knew nothing about the show, actually, Adam. Because, Who's that? Because... Yeah, absolutely nothing. He probably still Pick. doesn't know. He's He'll probably loss. just be walking through Crown one day and be like, a night with the little master, but that's Gary Ablett. <laughs> Hang on. And he'll go up and go, don't tell me Gary Ablett's on. And they're like, oh, yeah, Mr. Pickering. Did you not know? He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I've got to talk to this bloke. <laughs> We've got to talk. You know who I'd like to do a night with? Scott Thompson. Oh, God, yeah. Because I would want to ask him how his testicle is travelling. Mm-hmm. Now, that's he, not out of context. He actually got a ruptured testicle on the weekend and kept Well, no, I, I've been asking him that for months, and finally he's got a ruptured testicle and it makes sense. Got an actual answer. Yeah. 
It's like, wow, Rosie's thorough. <laughs> <laughs> so in the third quarter on Saturday night, uh, the North Melbourne-Brisbane game, an opponent's heel accidentally made contact to one of his nuts. We don't know, left, right, we're not sure. And he spent 10 minutes off the ground. He had a ruptured testicle. Hmm. Ruptured. So he had an operation at Epworth uh, today, I think. Oh, no, the day after. Yes. Procedure to relieve the swelling and cut away dead skin after the blow. Oh, God. Oh, God. How the fuck? You know when, um, I don't know if you've ever done this, but you've got like a little bit of fuzz on your jeans and you go to flick the fuzz off and you can accidentally flick your nut and you just go, oh, oh, and you're out of, you know, you're out of action for three to four minutes. He's just copped a fucking boot to one of them. It's ruptured. He's gone off, got it checked out by the doc. They've done a testicle check or whatever they do. But they, he's gone back out there. But they also have uh, no painkilling for it because they kind of can't work that area to give that a painkilling injection. You can't give it the jab. You can't give it the jab. Oh, that's weak from Thompson. I reckon you jab it up. Okay, so this might be full on. You might have... This might be... Hey, hey this is a, uh, a uh, classified F for full on. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine told me about like a rugby player years ago. Uh, is this true? The, the 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 dislocated hip? No, I'm not talking about the hip one. I'm talking about like a oh, guy okay. who like got the scrotum ripped open. And yep. and then went back on play. Like got it stitched up and then went back on and played. It's so like when, when when do you check out? When do you just you're, go, you're, you know what? Yeah. When you do that, you're not a hero. You're a fuck stick. Yeah, true actually. Just you're probably a psycho. Just, um, you know when you can see the insides, just take the game off, I reckon. When part, of you po- when part of you pops out, when part of you comes free from your fucking skin, yeah. just take the afternoon off, champ. And also, who's judging you in that story? Like, who's there going, yeah. oh, yeah, soft, you know, bloody hell, he's... Bloody fucking testicles would bound down on his ankles. <laughs> he fucking didn't get back on. Fucking yeah, he didn't just tuck him back into his jocks and jog back out there. How soft is he? Hey, Permanently yeah, for life and can't have children. Should we do a football in real life, Adam? I would love that. Who's uh, who we got? It's actually from me this week. No, this, this okay, is boring. It's so I, th- I saw the um Swans. Oh, no, coach- this, no, this would be sorted. I reckon. I saw the Swans coaching uh, staff down in the entertainment quarter. Down at Fox Studios, or no, what do you Is call that it? right? Entertainment, yeah. Um, so I was wandering around there, and I saw, I, I, I copped a little bit of horse. I was like, there's horse. And there was Blakey and Cox, and I reckon Stevie J. Oh, yeah. And they were hanging out in the pleasant Sydney sun, just hanging out, having a bit of chicken uh, during a break. And then I walked a bit further down, and there was Tom Harley. And there are a couple other players around. I reckon they're players around. They were in tracksuits. They look fit and young and kind of, they look like players. And so I figure that's them. But I kind of couldn't quite recognize them. I went back onto the website to have a look, but I couldn't quite work out who was who. Okay. Uh, And so, yeah, the mother load. Swans. Because they're right there. They're right there. Their their home ground right there. Yes. Yes, that's true. Did you, uh, did you overhear any conversations or anything like that? I actually thought about it because I think it was the day that horse re-signed or the news had come out about that. Yep, yep, okay. And Or maybe it was the day that, uh, maybe maybe my day Rich, Richo got sacked, yeah. But, okay. Um, but I thought it was kind of, I thought it was actually poetic by the fact that it was like a lovely winter day 
Yeah. You know, no shirt, no, no, no shirt required. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I've got a rig, mate, but I, you know, keep it covered <laughs> up. But no jacket required, and I'm like, yeah. I reckon they've got a pretty good life here. I think they're pretty fine. Like they're they're doing okay. You know, having a bit of chicken, yeah. a bit of yeah. Portuguese chicken in uh in the AQ, uh, and don't have to be you know in the you know cold and windy and rain and you know and they've got a good setup here too so all right mate well just because we head down here freezing our asses off of wayne jackson studios mate no need to rub it in yeah yeah it's gotcha yeah hey uh should we hit the road adam yes we should we are junk time up pod at gmail junk time up pod at twitter and facebook and the gram we're gonna hit the road go and go baggers It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.